All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are. We are in Matthew chapter 18, going through the New Testament, one chapter a day, trying to make some progress through it. So, uh, we're going to have uh, some conflict resolution here. We're going to have some conflict and some conflict resolution. Chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to him and they said, who's the greatest in the kingdom? Well, why did they ask that? Because they were arguing among themselves. <laughs> which one of us is the greatest? You know, which, which one does Jesus like best? And he called a child. And he put the child in the midst of them. And he said, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Something about humility that's important. And here they are looking for position, looking for rank, looking for uh, Jesus to say something good about them. He said, whoever receives such a child receives me. But whoever causes one of these little children who believe in me to sin, it would be better to have him had a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Wow. Well, if you don't know what a millstone is, it's a big, huge rock that they turn, and animals turn it, and they take grain and they grind the grain with it. Now, these things are very, very heavy. And so Jesus is saying, if you're going to stumble children, it's better for you to have that rock tied around your neck and be thrown into the sea. In other words, Jesus would rather have you dead than stumbling children. And so we're living in an age where abuse towards children is rampant. It's everywhere. It's, it's unbelievable what's going on. And Jesus does not like it. It is very, very severe. But he's telling his disciples, now they didn't ask for that part. They wanted to know who was the greatest. And Jesus said, you know, become like a child, become humble. Well, verse 7, he said, woe to the world for temptations to sin. It's necessary that temptations would come. The temptations test us. They let us know where we are and what we're made out of. There's a proverb that says, he who falls is in the day of trouble. How small is his strength? I, that scripture really bothers me <laughs> because I find myself faltering in day of trouble and it says I have small strength so you know the temptations really sift us so that we can see who we are and so Jesus said if your hand or your foot causes you to sin cut it off and throw it away it'd be better for you to enter life crippled or lame than have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire if your eye causes you to sin then tear it out and throw it away it will be better for you to enter life with, with one eye than two eyes be thrown into the, the fire of hell. Well, uh, that's pretty severe. Is he talking literally? Probably not. Uh, every once in a while you hear somebody who severs their limbs or, or pokes out their eyes because of this and says, I don't want to see anything. Well, it's certainly not literal because if I, if I cut off my right hand because I sin with my right hand, then I can still sin with my left hand. If I, uh, if I poke out my eye, I can still see with the other eye. If I poke out both of them, I can still sin with my brain. And so he's just talking about the severity of things that cause us to sin and how important it is to get those things out of our lives. We need to get them out of our lives. We need to get th things that cause us to sin out of our lives. And some of us know what these things are. So you just need to determine what they are and you need to get them out of your life. So, verse 10, uh, see to it that you don't despise one of these little ones. So still on the theme of the little ones and, and humility. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of their father. This must be where people get the idea of guardian angels right here. 
What do you think? If a man, now you need to think this one through. He's asking you, hey, here's, here's one. Th th think about this one. If a man had a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, doesn't he leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? If he has a hundred sheep and one of them's gone, doesn't he go and chase down the one? Absolutely. And he chased me down. I'm glad that he chased me down. I'm glad he found me. And he's chased you down or he's chasing you down. One or the other, you're in one of those categories. And when he finds it, truly, I say he rejoices over it more than the 99 that didn't go astray. He's glad to bring back the strays. So it is not the will of my Father in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. God doesn't want us to perish. He wants us to come to life. We make choices against God, but God would really desire, really will that people would turn to him. Now, we get to this one, verse 15. If your brother sins against you, and he will, go and tell him his fault between the, the two of you and do it alone. Well, um, what we do is when people wrong us, we go and tell other people. Jesus is saying, go and talk to that person and do it alone. Why? Maintain their dignity. Maintain their dignity and respect them. Go and talk to them. And if he listens to you, then you've gained your brother. And that's what we want to do. We want to restore relationship. We want to, we want to gain our brother. But if he doesn't listen, you see if people sin against you and you go to them and they don't listen. He said, take, take one or two others along with you that every charge might be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. So uh, bring somebody else because you're, the goal is restoration here. The goal isn't guilt. The, go the goal isn't sentencing somebody. The goal isn't condemnation. The goal isn't one of us is better than the other. The goal is reconciliation, that relationships would be restored. You only have so many relationships in your life, and the older you get, the fewer you'll have. So make sure that you keep them all and work on the ones that are broken. If he refuses to listen, tell it to the church. Tell it to everybody. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then let him be as a Gentile or a tax collector. Uh, you know, sometimes you just need to get away from relationships. That's what Jesus is saying. Sometimes there's people that are just harmful. Uh, there's people that are toxic. And uh, there's no way that um, you're, you're going to be able to be around them. And you certainly don't want to introduce them to other people so they can do the same thing to them that they've done to you. Pretty serious. Jesus said, truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We've talked about this in a previous chapter. Um, and, and again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Now he tells a parable. Peter came up to him, and because this made sense to Peter, because probably somebody had offended him. And Peter came up and he said, well, Lord, how often um, will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Seven times? So probably this is a real life situation with, with Peter where somebody keeps doing the same thing over and over again. He's like, how long do I have to live with this? How many times do I have to forgive this guy? As many as seven times? And Jesus said, I say to you, um, not seven, but 70 times seven, 490 times. What? Well, nobody's going to do it 490 times. You'll lose count before you do that. He's just saying you need to forgive. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. Unforgiveness hurts you. It hurts you emotionally. It hurts you spiritually. It hurts you relationally. Uh, you, you know, unforgiveness can turn into stress and all kinds of stuff. And it can make your body, it can make you physically sick. Jesus said, therefore, the kingdom of heaven will be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with a servant. So this guy has some accounts that people owe him money. When he went to settle, um, <clears throat> one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's an awful lot of money. Um, you know, maybe, you know, what you would owe for a mortgage. And since he could not pay it, his master ordered that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had for payment to be made. Oh, well, then we'll just sell you and sell you to somebody else and get the money. 
So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, and he said, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. Out of pity for him, the master had that servant released, and he forgave him the debt. Imagine that, forgiving him a debt that's maybe the, as big as a mortgage on a home. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellows who owed him a hundred, hundred denarii, um, maybe, maybe a day's wages, maybe, maybe a paycheck. And he seized him and he began to choke him. And he said, pay me what you owe me. And so this fellow servant fell down and he pleaded with him, just like the other guy. It's almost the same language here. He said, have patience with me and, and I'll pay you. But he refused and he put him in prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what took place, they were distressed. And they went and they reported it to the master, all that had taken place. And then the master summoned him and he said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you like a mortgage when you pleaded with me. You sh shouldn't you have had mercy on that other guy as I had mercy on you? And in his anger, the master delivered him to the jailers until he could pay all of his debt. Every last penny is what some translations say. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you don't forgive your brother from, from the heart. When you don't forgive somebody, you put yourself in jail. You put yourself in jail and you start to experience stuff inside of you, inside of your soul. You're doing damage to your soul. You're putting toxins into your soul and it's destroying you from the inside out. And when you don't forgive, you throw yourself in a private little prison. And, and when you don't forgive, you know, the, the person that you're not forgiving, they probably don't even know what's going on with you. So we need to forgive. We need to be like God and forgive. Now, having said that we need to forgive, sometimes, and Jesus taught us this, that you need to remove yourself from toxic people. But you need to forgive them. If they've done something terrible, if they've done something terrible, forgive them. You know, you get the story of the Amish community where this gunman who used to deliver milk to the, the, the school children, the Amish school children, came in and shot them all up. And, you know, the Amish forgave. The Amish forgave. And um, the, the guy in the community, everybody turned against him and nobody went to his funeral. So you know who went to his funeral? The parents of the Amish kids that he killed. Man, you want to talk about forgiveness and forgiveness in action. That's unbelievable. How could they do that? They could only do it supernaturally. Same thing when there was a gunman went into a church in, in Charleston, South Carolina, he went into the Bible study. They invited him into the Bible study. And then at one point, he stands up and he starts shooting everybody. And you know what they did in that church in Charleston? They forgave him. How can they do that? Um, they put Jesus on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. They stoned Stephen in Acts 6 and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. God can give us the power to forgive. And if we don't forgive, we're throwing ourselves into a private little prison. You don't want to be in that prison. You want to be free. So forgive. Get away from toxic people. Get away from toxic people. And don't bring your loved ones around toxic people. Forgive. Learn to forgive. Hey, so Bible and daily life. We'll just keep moving through the New Testament. Bless you guys. Love you. I'm having a blast. I hope you are too. Find us wherever you find us. YouTube, Calvary Chapel 316, Spotify, anywhere. I think iTunes, whatever. Hey.